Hey y'all, welcome to episode four of Relationshiping and Handling. I'm Hunter, your host, and today I have my beautiful mother joining me today. Um, yes, yes, round of applause is uh, welcomed. Um, and today we are actually in a new place. This is uh, my brother's uh, studio, basically. Uh, so thank you, Colt, for, for allowing us to, to do this here. Um, but today I have my mom here because we are talking about um, the relationship between parents and children and how to move from being parented and parenting to being more along the lines of friends or how that even works, if it can work and whatnot. So thank you, mom, for being sure. a part of this. My name is Angie. Oh, yes. My bad. <laughs> uh, I just know her as mom. So uh, anyway, this is yes, this is Angie. I, it's always really weird to say. But uh, so, yeah, today we're, we're talking about, you know, can we're going to be asking some questions. Can parents and children uh, transition into being uh, friends or more like friends, uh, having those types of friendships, uh, that, that type of relationship? Um, we're also going to be talking about, you know, if, if that is the case, you know, how, how does it, how does it happen? How is the transition process? And of course with that, um, uh, we'll be talking about healthy and unhealthy ways of doing that. And, um, and then of course, like, what does it look like? Um, and so, um, as some of y'all already know by listening, I do have a core scripture, um, every week and, uh, this week it comes from the book of Proverbs. Uh, it is Proverbs 22.6. And the NIV says, Train your children in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Um, so that's that's what the NIV says. Mom, uh, you said you found a couple of versions that you really liked. I love to look up and compare the different versions. And... There are two versions that I thought were very interesting. Uh, the first one is from the Amplified Version, and that is it basically takes the KJV and then expounds upon, him, upon it, and it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom mm -hmm. and will for his abilities and talent, uh, talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm, I like good. that. And then um, I use the message a lot. And it says, point your kids in the right direction. When they are old, they won't be lost. Wow. To me, that gives us the, the idea of an arrow. Pointing or aiming our children in the right direction. And once we as parents aim them in the right direction, they are less likely to get lost. Yeah, that's really good. It's like uh, you, you were saying like an arrow. Um, if if you're doing any sort of like archery or, or anything like that, if you're pointing the arrow in the in the right direction, then it is it is less likely whenever you pull back and you and you release that it goes and makes a right turn. Right. You know, um, uh, unless unless the laws of physics and gravity just don't exist anymore. Right. Um, so that's that's really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, so basically what, what we're, what we're going to be talking about is, is, um, how, uh, of course to make that transition, but really keeping in mind the fact that, that it, during the parenting phase, um, there is a lot of necessary 
actions um, and necessary interactions that go into place so that, um, you know, the child, you know, whoever it is, son or daughter, doesn't um, head off in, in, in a direction that is, you know, not where the parents are, are kind of, um, you know, directing and, and pointing um, because this this whole this whole podcast um, and, 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 you know, our whole lives, I believe, um, should be centered around three things. I've talked about them before, and that is love God, love others, and spread the gospel. And by pointing a child in the right direction and and raising them up that way, then and, and if you're keeping in mind love God, love others, and spread the gospel while you're doing that, then, of course, it should be propelling the child um, in that direction as they as they grow older. So, Can I mention something? Yeah. Um, I know I've mentioned it to you, and one of the things that we tried to do as parents and as a family was our philosophy was that from the time our children were born, we were releasing them, mm. um, raising them to be independent. Yeah. And so everything we did from the moment they were born was to make them independent when they're first born they're totally reliant on us and as they grow everything we did was to make them independent and our total philosophy was that part of that was raising them in church and in the word of god and hopefully to make the decision to become christians yeah. and that that was our main goal. Right. And I mean, that's what we're talking about is, is making that transition. If you're not, if you don't have that mindset of I'm trying to raise them in a way that they are going to eventually be independent, you know, of us, then, then you can have that transition. But if you can't, uh, we'll be talking about that here in a little bit. If you can't, you don't, you don't have that transition. If you're just trying to hold on to the youth, uh, their, their, their innocence or whatever. And, and, and when I, it's just not going to work out very well. And it's going to cause a lot of heartbreak. Okay. Um, so before we get started and getting on into this, let's, uh, let's, let's pray. Okay. Dear heavenly father, we thank you so much, um, that we live in a country where we have the right and the ability to talk about this and post about this. Lord, um, I thank you so much that you have put in my life such godly and incredible parents to teach me a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about. Um, and Lord, I pray that that whatever is spoken here, that everyone that gets a chance to hear this, they take something away from it, um, whether they are single, whether they are children, whether they are parents, whether they are, um, you know, whatever step of life they are in, God, I, I believe that, that you can work through us and touch someone um, each and every person and, and, and they can receive something from you, Lord. So right now, God, I, I ask that you just move us aside and you speak straight through this podcast. Um, we love you and, and, and we pray all these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. So um, basically, the first question that we were talking about before was, can, can parent, uh, a parent-child relationship turn into uh, a friendship? Um, can we have a friendship in that? And so along with that, um, I'm bringing in uh, Genesis 2, 24. Yeah, I can, I can, I can read. Uh, I promise. Um, 
and and in this it's it's of course um around the time of god making man and woman and um it's interesting because before adam before eve even have you know they don't have a mother or father and yet and yet you know uh god says this um in verse 24 for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they will become one flesh and so it's interesting with the idea that adam didn't have a mom or a dad except for the father in heaven you know and and so why would why would god say something like this but to emphasize later on the, down the line, this is how it, it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be able to break away from, from parents and be your own independent person and have your own family. And, and what is also really interesting about this is not only is it just mentioned in Genesis, the beginning right. of, of, of time, you know, um, but Jesus and Paul even talk about this right. in Matthew and Mark and Ephesians. They actually quote that scripture. Yeah. Um, of course, it's a part of the Torah that everyone knows, you know, or at least they knew right. uh, because they were raised up as as, you know, God fearing Jews yeah. <laughs> and uh, and whatnot. But it, it, it is this is something that is important enough that it is mentioned multiple times in the in the Bible. And a lot of times this is taken in, in reference to you know, being, being one with your wife and, and setting priorities or, or your husband or whatever and, and moving in that direction. But for, for this, especially we're going to be drawing from the fact that can, can you move from being a part of like just that type of relationship at, off the, off the bat to a relationship of, of being more independent? And I would say wholeheartedly, yes. Mm-hmm. Some other things that come from that is the fact that culturally, at that time and at the time that Jesus and Paul were talking about that family was extremely important. Right. Um, a lot of families even, well, they lived together. Yeah. Things were very different in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the matriarch was the matriarch over the whole family and right. the patriarch was the patriarch over the whole family. Right. And that, I think the relationships probably were very different. Um, you probably weren't good friends, <laughs> yeah. But um, thankfully, things have changed, <laughs> right? Yeah, and 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 a lot of that is is like um, when he, when when he talks about you know going off and being one with a wife. That's like starting a family back then. Now we can take it in the context of just being an independent person, because we we all know that that especially nowadays we're we're not getting married at the same age that they were back then. Right. You know, um, a lot of times back then it was arranged marriages. Um, and and it they was, were very young. Yeah. And very, and very young. Yes. Yeah. And so today we're today's day and age, we're going to be talking, you know, it's more along the lines of, okay, when is it that you gain some sort of independence and you're able to transition into that, into that relationship? Um, because you are moving out, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're moving and, and going and doing your own thing um, instead of sticking with the family. And a lot of times, um, at least from our experience, we've seen that our children um, really did not make that full step into independence until their mid-twenties, probably graduation from college type time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we would say um, probably around 25 is when they really felt their independence. Um, they were making a way for themselves on their own. Right. Um, up until that point, there was still a lot of doubt um, and questions, and they would come back to mom and dad. Mm. Um, it may be financially. It may be just, just doubt. Um, needing that extra support. And then after that point, it's more of a, I talk to you because I want to talk to you, yeah. not because I need something. Um, we spend time together because we enjoy each other's company. Right, right. Well, I needed you today on the podcast, so that's kind of <laughs> how we ended up. But, but no, we hang out. We hang out quite a bit. Um, outside of, of that kind of stuff. Cause, cause again, we are friends. Right. Um, so there are instances where there is no transition. There is no transition from, from parent child to, um, <laughs> got one of the dogs trying to get in here. Uh, but there is, there is that, tra there is a, a, in some instances, there is no transition from parent-child relationship to some sort of friendship right. um, where there is some sort of, in, uh, you know, independence. Um, and I think that it comes down to kind of two different places in, in the fact that, like, if a child is not trying to break away um, and have their independence, then there are some things that can come from that where it's like, you know, forever living at home, you know. There's, there's a, you know, what is it? Everybody loves Raymond where, where the oldest son is, is a police <laughs> officer and, and living there at 40 and, and all, you know, and, he, and he's still having his meals cooked by his mom and, you know, things like that. I think there are some issues with mom and well, with the yeah, son there. <laughs> yeah. But, but a lot of that is, is the fact that he could have, you know, and, 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 and you see it a lot is like, right. you could move out and you could do things on your own, but you choose not to because it's a lot of comfortability or I just don't really care or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. There's some other things like, um, you know, there are mixed up priorities. There are unhealthy attachments. I'm not saying this is inherently bad because I know that there are some people out there that, that, that definitely, um, this applies to them, but like mama's boy, daddy's girl kind of thing. It can be very, not, not a good, not a good place whenever it comes to priorities. Well, I think, if we don't set up healthy boundaries mm -hmm. in those relationships, that's when it's not good. Right. Because you can still be mama's boy. Right. Yeah. But yeah. if we don't have healthy boundaries in that relationship, then there's a problem. Right. And I don't, I, I think maybe I watched half of the movie. Um, and so I don't really remember a lot of it. And Maybe I'm saying that just to keep a uh, a manly facade, but I think <laughs> the uh, the movie uh, Monster in Law, right? Oh yeah. Where like I think it's um, who's it? Jennifer Lopez, right? Mm -hmm. That's in it. I loved that movie. Okay, well, the, but the but the the husband, the guy, yes. he has a very unhealthy attachment and very much an unhealthy priority right. of his mother over his soon to be wife. Right. And 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 we're we're told. That our our marriage, whenever you get married, especially in, in your own family, should be coming above right. 
what what the 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 parenting right. uh, relationship, and that goes back to that goes back to Genesis. You mm-hmm. know, they're to leave their mother and father and become one with with you know their spouse or whatever. And so it's it's very much like a you detach a little bit. You go, okay, this is what I'm attra- uh, attached to, and this is my these are starting to become uh, my top priorities. So there's a there's another way that some of those transitions don't happen and and i i believe that a lot of it comes from like if if the parent is is not willing or wanting to make that transition um then then there's things that come up like rebellion um there's severed relationships um and superiority inferiority mindsets like you know if you were to to still have that mindset with with me of like i am your parent then it would be well I'm your mom. I know best. You need to do this. Right. Um, and I'm sitting here going, well, I'm 31 years old. Why? Like, I think I can make my own decision. But uh, but yeah, so I, I feel like if there, if there's not a transition with the parents, especially in this area, these kind of things come up uh, if the parent doesn't doesn't want to have that transition or doesn't know how to or, or whatever. One of the biggest things is rebellion, uh, because I believe that every everybody pretty much rebels at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that there's a time that it typically happens? I think it is in the early teen years. I particularly think it happens um, around puberty. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. It's as a child is is coming into their own yeah. and beginning to feel like they are an adult, even though they're far from it right at that point but you can't tell them that no you can't (laughs) but they are they're feeling independent yeah they're wanting to know who they are as a person right and that's when they begin to exert their independence right from their parents right and they kind of say this is who i am right I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. Yeah. And right. that, and that brings, that brings in, uh, of course, like I was saying, rebellion. Um, mm-hmm. And, and in Romans, um, Paul is talking to the church at Rome. Um, he's talking about the, uh, the, the wrath of God against the sin of humanity. Um, how that God gives uh, these people over to their sins mm-hmm. and allows them to commit these uh, atrocious sins. Yeah. Um, but the fact that God hates those sins and loves the people. Um, and, and we're going to be looking specifically in verse 30 of Romans one. Um, but I'm going to read, uh, Romans one, 28 through 32. And, and I say specifically 30 because it has something in there that, that we're kind of talking about, but, but this really applies with, with a lot of things. Um, so starting in verse 28, furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought to be ought not to be done they have become filled with every kind of wickedness evil greed and depravity they are full of envy murder strife deceit and malice they are gossips and this is verse 30 slanderers god haters insolent arrogant and boastful they invent ways of doing evil they disobey their parents now that that's that's mm-hmm. where that's where we really are drawing and right here, um, but then on on into 31, they are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree 
that those who do such things deserve death. They not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. And I think, I think, especially being in a in a Christ-centered family, when when rebellion happens, um, in 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 that sense, then a lot of those things come come into play. I mean, disobeying your parents is just one of a plethora of different things that yeah. that start to start to come into play because it's it's wanting an independence not only from mom and dad but also from God from everyone else and going I want to do whatever the heck I want to do right since we have established the fact that you can in fact make that transition from parent uh, child relationship into uh, a friendship a mentorship a you know uh, just just a peer kind of kind of relationship then then we'll talk about you know how and when that transition transition should take place and of course there are healthy ways of doing that and there are unhealthy ways of doing that and so we'll we'll go ahead and start in 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 on unhealthy ways um so what and when does unhealthy transitions look like and to me the first thing that popped in my mind was the movie mean girls and that is the the mom of the character that rachel mcadam plays and she's one of the mean girls um that mom, she is so inner, like, just wrapped up in being a friend and being one of the buds, one of the pals, one of the girls that um, that she just lets her do whatever she wants to. Mm-hmm. She even comes in in one scene and brings in the girls' martinis, and they're in high school, and it's like, what are you doing? But but there I mean, there are literally parents out there that do that and so i would say one of the unhealthy ways of making that transition is too early trying to say here you just be my buddy yeah and i can tell you as the mom of a girl that it's hard yeah you want to be your daughter's buddy Mm. and um especially when they're in high school and you want to be the cool mom Mm. And that goes for being the mom of a boy, too. Yeah. You want to be the cool mom. You want to be the mom that all the kids like. Right. All the kids want to come to your house. And you want to have the baseball team parties at your house. Yeah. You want to have all the kids to to like you. Right. I was very fortunate. I've got three great kids and they've got great friends and I am called mom by lots of kids. Yeah. Yeah. And now adults. Yeah. Um, And I love that. But I don't believe that I compromise my beliefs to do that. Right. Right. And what ends up happening is it's like, oh, hey, so because you treated us with respect, because you were... Uh, made, you know, boundaries and guidelines for us. Well, then here we are 15 years later. And for me, it's like 15 years after high school. And, and, uh, and, and my friends, my friends from that time, they, they love you. And you are the cool mom because of the fact that you treated us um, in a way that it was like, okay, I, I want to give you independence, but not too much independence. And I don't want to be buddy, buddy with you. I'm still going to be your mom during that time. Um, so that's, I think that's really important. Uh, another, another transition and when 
Um, when I think it's it's unhealthy is not having boundaries. Right. Once there is that transition, um, and one thing that's com- that comes to mind is my dad told me about a guy that he used to work with that he and his son would would speak openly and on a regular basis about their own sexual conquests and escapades. And it's like, I can talk to my dad about sex. Like I have, I have no problem talking to dad about sex and, and I, and I do, but I don't sit there and go, Hey dad, so check out what I did the other night or, or whatever, you know, and, and dad doesn't say the same thing to me. You know, we have been or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to get you in trouble then. Um, no. So in those moments, whenever it's, it's about sex or things like that, like it's it's typically more along the lines of like a mentorship type right. of thing. I'm asking questions, not as like, "Hey, Dad, I need you to at you know answer questions about <laughs> sex," like I was whenever I was in fourth grade. But it's right. it's you know I'm an adult now, and he treat, he treats me that way. But but that other that that swinging over to the other side of the of the spectrum of talking about in detail different things. That's just that's very inappropriate. Exactly. Um. So now that now that we've gone over some some unhealthy ways of doing it. Um, of course, the Bible, a lot of people think is is full of don't do this, don't do that. And while there are some things in there that that are saying that, it, there's also a lot of examples and a lot of telling us how to do things so that we can live the life that God intended us to live in the very in, in the very beginning. What does healthy look like and when does it when does it occur? I mean, you already talked about a little bit on on our family of when it when it started to occur in being you know mid twenties or so mm-hmm. um, of course it looks different but but you also like I said before you don't want to go prematurely right. um, when that when that child is not ready mm-hmm. you know so. but I think that we that we had a good relationship with all three of our kids prior to the adult relationship the right. friendship um it really looked like a very smooth transition as far as i'm concerned oh yeah i i didn't i didn't think that it was something where it was like okay i'm going to consciously you know treat my mom more like a more like a peer or or whatever it just it just happened right the asking for advice and things like that it still happens yeah um the i think one of the the differences is something we talked about earlier, something that my husband and I talked about earlier. And that is that you and and your brother and your dad will go play golf together. And when you play golf together, it is not a time for dad and his boys to play golf together. Right. It is a time for three friends to go yeah. play golf. Um, yeah, dad dad doesn't dad doesn't censor himself. <laughs> no. Where whereas <laughs> if there's a parenting, yeah, if there's a parenting going on, dad censors himself. Um, but <laughs> yeah, dad's dad's like the boys and whenever he misses a putt, he's um yeah. He's saying some stuff. <laughs> and and I'm not perfect. I say some stuff too, so so, but yeah, 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 that definitely. It, but it, but you're right. It, it, it just kind of naturally happens, and it, and it, uh, at least for us, it naturally happened. And I'm, I'm so glad for that, um, because if it was something that we had to make a conscious effort about, then it would be just 
it would just be really hard, you know, and, and it, and it would be like, I don't really know that I necessarily want to work on this all that much, you know, cause I got a whole bunch of other things going on in life. Right. So, um, but I think whenever it comes to healthy, I think it all starts, um, and, and some people know this, uh, this first it's, it's, um, Exodus 20, 12. It's, mm-hmm. it's a part of the, part of the 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's, it's honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And it's actually the first commandment that we're given that has a promise attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, how how fitting is that, that like that command is going to, is going to garner a promise of, of living long in the land. Um, you know, it, it, God, God definitely sits there and at the beginning he says, okay, now in this way, a man leaves his father and mother. And then he comes back and in the next book, which, you know, is, is technically over a a big, big uh, amount of time in between, but he still says, you know, honor your father and your mother. And then he gives a promise, uh, along with that. So I think, I think it really starts right there. I didn't really have very much of an understanding of what the difference between honoring and respect was um, until just within the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Honoring is something that you do even if a person doesn't deserve it. Respect is something that a person deserves and and, and gains. Right. Whereas like we are not told to say, we're not told to respect our parents. We're told to honor our parents. So even if even if you are listening and you have a, a you know bad role models as parents, you were still to honor them. Um, doesn't mean let them walk all over you, but it but it does mean to honor them and honor the ways that they go about doing things. Honor them in the in the in the fact of like I'm not going to, you know, be overtly disrespectful or right. anything like that. Um, so, I mean, really, really, what it comes down to is like I'm. They're still my parents. Y'all are still my parents. I'm just older and independent. And, and so my interaction with y'all, is just going to be different. Right. You know, uh, I'm still going to try to honor you as much as and possible. And it's one of those things where, um, we are not perfect. Yeah. And we're talking about our relationship. We're kind of putting it out there as though it's been a perfect relationship. Oh no, it is not. And <laughs> granted, it has I put, not. I put my fist through a wall. <laughs> Because my mom said something to me, and I was in my twenties, so I, I mean, I knew better, um, and and so it, it, believe me, it has not been perfect. Well, and your dad did the same thing while he and I were dating. Yeah, he put his fist through a wall. I did not know that. Yes. Oh wow. So, um, Dad, you need to tell me this story. <laughs> it was because his mom would not allow him to see me. Wow. Well, yeah. the, the nut doesn't fall too far from the tree, apparently. <laughs> no. So, relationships are not perfect. Right. Yet, we are still told to honor our parents. Right. I believe your dad honors his mother. Yeah, of course. Doesn't always agree with her. Right. Still has a very good relationship with her. Has a friendship with her. Mm-hmm. You have a friendship with your parents, though you don't always agree with us, and right. though we make mistakes. Right. And I, that is what God calls us to do. Yeah. Same thing goes with me and my parents. My dad is no longer living, but goes with my for my mom. Right. I 
I honor her, though I don't always agree with her. Right, right. And sometimes, and sometimes, you know, I'm not saying you in particular, but sometimes you won't respect your parents. Right. There, there are plenty. There are plenty of times where, where people are not going to respect the way that that they go about doing things and that's that's a lot of like not agreeing with or whatever right but not uh, but of course like not saying that you need to show disrespect at all right you know um but another place um is uh one of the proverbs of solomon uh he was he was a pretty wise guy yeah um the wisest of them all um <laughs> i don't know that in, he was a wise guy but <laughs> right right no uh and Sorry. and actually if you if you look into like the this is a down a rabbit trail but going if you look at the end of his life, he wasn't very wise. Then. No, <laughs> he did some stuff that was just like, "Wait, what? You're supposed to be the wisest man." Okay, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, but during during the time of him being very wise, he wrote this in in Proverbs ten one. He says, "A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son grief to his mother." Mm. And so from that, I I definitely got the importance of the fact that like. No matter how old I am, I still reflect on y'all, mm-hmm. especially to people that know both me and and y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it does reflect on you, and so of course I'm gonna try to honor my my parents. But if y'all are my friends, if I can have that type of friendship with y'all and that kind of, kind of relationship, that can, kind of connection with you, then of course I don't. I mean, I don't want to make my friends look dumb. I don't want to make my friend or my, or my girlfriend, you know, whoever it is that I reflect back on. I don't want to make anybody look poorly, you know, reflect back poorly. Well, it's one of those things um, that I've heard said, you carry our name. Right. And because you carry our name, you, it does reflect on us. Mm-hmm. And then in another sense, you carry Jesus's name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because of that you reflect him. Yeah. And so we always have to remember whose name it is that we carry. Yeah. Um, Amen. My goodness. Preach mom. (laughs) The other thing you reading that, and I know we've read more than one verse from Proverbs. And as you were reading that one, I, I had this thought and I've been in my Bible reading. I've been reading from the book of Proverbs my dad, um, and like I had mentioned, he's passed away and, um, I loved my dad. He was, Oh, and it was great. (laughs) But one of the things that my dad taught me, um, a long time ago was that he would read one proverbs, one proverb a day, Mm. starting in the first day of the month. Yeah. And because there are 31 Proverbs in, in a month with 31 days, you can read one a day for 31 days. Yeah. In a month with 30 days, you read chapter 31, 30 and 31 on the last day of the month. Right. I have done that a couple of times and I have found it is so grounding and because Solomon was so wise, it is, it just does something for you. Yeah. And, um, my dad was definitely my friend. Yeah. But he was such a wise man. And Mm -hmm. I just, 
I loved him to death and I miss him every single day. But that is one legacy that he has left with me. And anytime I get the chance to share it, yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and what's interesting or well, not, not what's interesting, but what's really awesome about Papa is the fact that he wasn't only a father to you. He was also a father to dad. Yes. You know, um, he, he, he was, he was an incredible, incredible uh, father and, and, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's so great. I I love that. Um, but you're talking about, you know, carrying around Jesus. Um, and, and it kind of leads us into this last, these last few verses, um, that we have as far as like what it looks like to be a healthy transition. And that is in the book of Ephesians or no, I'm sorry, Galatians. (laughs) It's, it's one of the books that Paul wrote uh, to one of those churches. Now, Galatians uh, 3, 26 through 29. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you were baptized into Christ. Have uh, For all of you who were baptized in Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for, uh, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so that's that's important to keep in mind because I think I mentioned it in last week's um, podcast I did with, with Jasmine, and that is we are all first and foremost Christians. We are all first and foremost Christ followers if you are a believer in Christ. And, and then after that, you know, I am first and foremost a Christian, a, a believer. And after that, I am the boyfriend of Jasmine. After that, I am the son of Angie and Cecil. After that, I'm the brother of Colton and Stephanie. You know, like first and foremost, at the core of who we are, we are Christ followers. Right. And if we can keep that in mind, well, then it's so easy. And, it's, and, it, and it comes across very uh, organic to be friends mm-hmm. with your parents, to be able to transition into that, especially. I think we, we went to a really good place on, on like how to transition and, and, and when to transition into being friends. And, and I hope that people are able to take a, a, you know, something away from that. You were talking about beforehand, you know, the difference between <laughs> what, what, it's, what it's like to be a, a mom and daughter, uh, a mom and son, um, a father, son, and a father, daughter, what those relations, um, they're all pretty different um, in the way that they look. So why don't you, why don't you tell me what you were telling me before? Cause it was really interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize any of this. Well, the relationships are all different um, as you're growing up anyway, mm. but the relationships between a son and father they can be friends. Mm-hmm. They can, um, you know, go play golf. They can go um, to a sporting event, and it can be totally friend based. There's no father son element really. Mm. You're just friends. But a son and a mom, we can do things together. We can go out to eat together, or whatever, and it can be totally friends. Right. Um. Yeah. No real parent element there unless something comes up. You right. know, something you ask you something right, or right. I decide to be mom, you know. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, 
father-daughter relationship can be totally friend-based. Yeah. They can go do things. They can spend time together, and it's just friends. Mom-daughter is a very unique relationship. It is much harder to be totally friends. Doesn't mean we're not friends, mm. but it's just different. Now, if if the daughter is single, I think you can probably do the whole friend right. thing. Right. But in in my situation, um, my daughter is married and has children. Yeah. Because of that, I find that though we are friends, we spend a lot of time being moms together. Yeah. Our talk, our interaction is based around her being a mom mm -hmm. and me being a mom. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're not friends, but the interesting thing is her friends are also moms. Yeah. So a lot of the things that we talk about are mom related. So I fit into that group of friends. Right, right. So that it's was, just that was very really, interesting. Yeah, that was really interesting to me because it was, it was just like I never really thought about it that way. And whenever you first started talking about it, I was like, uh, I don't know. And then you really got into it. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. It doesn't mean that she and I couldn't go and right. get ice cream together. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. It's <laughs> just that, that 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 maternal motherhood doesn't doesn't stop. One just keeps it keeps it going. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I know that your dad and I love the season in life that we are in, we absolutely love mm. being friends with our children yeah. and being grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> but sure. But we love being friends with our children. Yeah, and, and you know what? To speak to that, um, there have been times where, uh, you know, something's going on in life or whatever, and, and Jasmine says to me, well, do your parents know about it? And, you know, it's like, that, that's kind of a tell as to how how open I am about whatever it is because... You know, after after Jasmine, there's only a handful of people that I really tell if if it's going to stay kind of secluded um, or if I'm going to let it out or whatever. The, the first couple of people after after Jasmine would be, you know, Richard, my best friend, and then and then you guys. Um, so it really speaks volumes to the fact that we are we are definitely friends. I, I think we I think we kind of nailed everything that that I feel like the Holy Spirit kind of laid on me. Uh, to talk about i hope that i hope that people really um took you know at least one or two things uh from this i know i learned a lot it's, it definitely opened my eyes and it to the importance of this and 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 how to grow in that relationship um and of course every every week we talk about you know does this fit does this line up with the core scripture of of the podcast which is matthew uh 22 37 through 40 which is you know love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself and i believe that it that it stuck within the within those parameters mm -hmm. of what we were commanded to do um you know we family is a really weird thing um it's a crazy thing and and 
and being someone's child and and being someone's parent is a really crazy thing as far as that dynamic goes because it's like well I love this person and I didn't get to choose <laughs> if I love that person or not um and so but but you know sticking with that um you know we do love um and and like I've been saying all throughout this entire uh podcast journey and that is if, if we're talking about loving God and loving others, but we're also talking about uh, a very key part of loving uh, God and loving others, and that is having a relationship. And I think in order to have the best relationship with parents and with children, um, uh, sons and daughters, I think it's really important to transition into a, a, fan, uh, a friend type of, type of relationship. So I think we nailed that. Um, what do you think about that? I think so. Awesome. Um, I needed, I needed that confirmation. <laughs> um, so that's, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, uh, for watching. Um, again, thank you mom for being a part of this. You're um, I hope that for the next week we can, we can take some of these things that we talked about, um, you know, and, and really devote some of those things to our own lives and, and make some changes that we need to make. Um, look introspectively at, at things. Um, and next week, I'll be talking about something kind of controversial, um, and that is the topic of self-care. Um, what does the Bible have to say about it? Um, what is self-care? Uh, uh, what was self-care originally supposed to look like? And what is it that the world has kind of uh, counterfeited um, self-care to be like? So um, again, if you guys um, if you guys enjoy this, you know, friend, subscribe, like, whatever. I don't I don't like to push that stuff because it's like if you're going to, you're going to. But uh, thank you all so much for listening and watching. Uh, until next week, I love y'all and God bless you guys. We'll see you later.